He just sent 33 billion in militarized aid to Ukraine. Some central banks are reporting losses. We are now seeing flash crashes. Let's get into our crypto news because it is good. Pelosi can go into a war zone to check on Ukraine, but hasn't been able to take a plane ride down to our southern border all year long. Rosie Rios had issued more currency than anyone in history. Pretty sure that's why she sits on Ripple's board too. If you're a snowflake that gets offended, then you've probably already left anyway. So good luck. God bless. All right, thank you for joining me. It is 9 p.m. on the West Coast. Today's date, September 21st, 2022, and we got another update for you guys talking current events. Let's go through the economic data and figure out how we can prepare for the greatest transfer of wealth in world history, including what we're witnessing right now, an XRP pump before systems go down, before the whole thing crashes. Folks, I want to break this down in depth for you guys. We're going to go through this rapid fire. Uh, no Q&A tonight. Straight to the news that matters most and then what to do about it here at the end. Make sure you guys smash that thumbs up before you exit this video so that we can get this channel, get this message out far and wide so that people understand what we're living through, understand the times that we now are living through and the opportunity that we now have. This is an incredible moment. We've been talking about how this is going to be a massive massive months of September here. And it's only going to get better from here on out. It's only the chaos will only accelerate the pace towards that new world order, that new financial system, the reset, the great awakening. The system is going to go down here shortly. And we need to be preparing for this moment. Let's get straight on into it, folks. I uh, just want to say thank you once again for helping me grow this community, this channel. If you could smash that thumbs up and make sure you hit the notification bell so you know when I'm going live. Okay, let's get right on into it. The market's down. Absolutely. 18700 for your Bitcoin, just under 1300 for your Ethereum. But XRP doing its deal. 40 cents on our XRP. Let's take a look here at what we got going on. The largest oil refinery in the United States is on fire. How about that, folks? We continue to see these, uh, the food processing plants, the fires at these refineries across the country, across the world. The systems are going down. We have protesters in Naples burn their electricity bills and say, today the campaign is born. We don't pay. From Naples to Genoa, from Milan to Palermo, nobody in Italy has to pay the bills. We've seen this in other countries already. It's only increasing here, the, the growth of these types of movements across Europe. We're seeing the situation truly break down in real time. And it's getting ugly out there. It's getting bad. And what are they doing? Germany preparing here with martial law. As it being reported out of Germany from October 1st, German streets will be patrolled by the military to prevent riots. What are they expecting? What, what is going on here? Uh, starting October 1st, military in the streets, okay? And now we have Putin orders partial mobilization, 300,000 reservists will be called up, says Russia's defense minister. Okay, then let's go back on over to Lebanon. What did we see over there? Bank runs, bank heists, GTA in real life. The purge is here. And I'm not here to spread fear. Guys, it's just about understanding the reality of this situation, not sugarcoating it. This is a dicey situation. And what's happening in Lebanon? Lebanon banks will remain shut indefinitely. Their association said today, saying it did not receive adequate guarantees by authorities following spree of holdups last week. Well, maybe that's what they're doing in Germany. The banks, right? The government said, we got to get out ahead of this deal. Full-time martial law, October 1st in Germany, and now we have Lebanese banks shut down indefinitely. How about that, folks? 
This is it. XRP pumping while shit's hitting the fan, while systems are going down. It is here. This is the moment. New, three of the largest U.S. banks warn of China exit if Taiwan is attacked. This is Financial Times. So you're starting to see the investment firms, the hedge funds already. They're, uh, well, here's the deal. They're starting to sell off their assets in Russia, and they're starting to sell them off in China as well. We will see as the as the military situation, as the kinetic war ramps up, and as this uh, picks up pace here, we're going to see more of this as they withdraw their funds. They, you know, uh, we saw McDonald's left Russia, right? That's not as significant as the three largest banks leaving China, but. This moment in time, remember guys, this moment right here is where we reset all the banks, all the systems. This is good. When this all gets cleared out, when this all gets said and done, we gotta clear the ledgers. We gotta set the record straight. I'm gonna talk about Tether at the end of this and once we get into our crypto news. Just another example. What the hell have you backed your stablecoin by? Same thing here with the United States dollar completely falling apart, the reserve currency of the whole world. The standard of living that we've appreciated here in the United States is coming to an end. You guys are the see- seeing the situation across Europe, wherever you're tuning in right now. I know we got a lot of people from Australia. We're getting people tapping in across the planet, and it's a beautiful thing. So make sure you guys smash that thumbs up, and let's continue on. Here we go. Okay, a couple points on Jamie Dimon. Let me take a sip of my adult beverage before we get into this. We are talking about the Super Bowl. What was it? The Super Bowl of financial hearings. Uh, We shared this yesterday, said, look out. We got apparently a hearing here with seven of the largest banks, the CEOs of the largest banks coming for uh, United States Congress here. Let's take a sip here. Cheers to everyone for tuning in. Thank you. Okay. Huge shout out to Digital Perspectives for sharing this one. He says, it's funny that Jamie Dimon from JP Morgan gets caught manipulating metals and US treasuries markets. Says crypto is a Ponzi scheme, but the JPM coin is okay. If anybody should know a Ponzi scheme, it's him, I guess. So during this hearing, Jamie Dimon says that crypto tokens are decentralized Ponzi schemes is what he calls them, which we might not want to admit this. It's, it's, it hurts us a little bit in the crypto space, right? We invested in a lot of hype that was cute. Unfortunately, he is actually right in that. I hate to be, I hate to be siding with Jamie Dimon. I'm, I'm not a supporter of Jamie Dimon by any means, right? But the folks, the, the truth is, and I'm about to show you guys what woke Rashid Talib uh, had to say to Jamie Dimon here in this next clip. But the point is, is they're not playing games with this. They play... They talk their book. He says that they're not interested in cryptocurrency. It's all a Ponzi scheme. It's all trash. It's all uh, no AML terrorist activity. And he even cites trafficking, which I find interesting coming from one of the largest banks that we know has been funneling money, that we know has been doing shady activity, that has been caught rigging the precious metals market in federal court just recently. We already knew this. Now it's being proven in court. And Jamie, we know what he was doing. Right, he was he we covered this just recently in one of our episodes. He went to go send fifteen executives from JP Morgan to Brad Garlinghouse at the very same time he was saying that Bitcoin is worthless. So this is this the game that these guys always play. But check out this. I'm gonna play this clip because this just shows you how ridiculous this is in this country. Some of the people that are supposed to be representing us are completely out to lunch. And I'm going to try to watch my language. I'm going to try to keep this kind of clean. But holy smokes. Folks, let's let's run this clip. Rashid 
Tlaib asking all major bank CEOs to submit to her ESG agenda and stop funding fossil fuels. Their response? JP Morgan Chase CEO Jamie Dimon, quote, absolutely not, and that would be the road to hell for America. Let's run this clip. Let's go. You have all committed, as you all know, uh, to transition the emissions from lending and investment activities to align with pathways to net zero in 2050. Do you know uh, what the International Energy Energy um, Agency has said is required to meet our go global 2050 net zero targets of limiting global temperature rise to 2.7 degrees Fahrenheit or 1.5 degrees Celsius? So no new fossil fuel production starting today. That's So that's like zero. Well, I Today, that, that, that's like zero. Where do these people get off? This is absolutely ridiculous. You have to accept our data. You have to accept whatever paid off group is promoting this agenda so that all of you guys can live like peasants. But then let me, let me get in the political jab. Let me get real woke right here real quick for you. Let's let her, let's let her run. Oh my gosh. Ways to net zero in 2050 that is required to meet our global 2050 net zero targets of limiting global temperature rise to 2.7 degrees Fahrenheit or 1.5 degrees Celsius. So no new fossil fuel production starting today. That's So that's like zero. So I would like to ask all of you and go down the list because, again, you all have agreed to doing this. Please answer with a simple yes or no. Does your bank have a policy against funding new oil and gas products? Mr. Diamond. Absolutely not, and that would be the road to hell for America. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Sir, you know what? Everybody that got relief from student loans has a bank account with your bank should probably re take out their account and close their account. The fact that you're not even there to help relieve many of the folks that are in debt, extreme debt, because of student loan debt, and you're out there criticizing it. What are you talking about? Jamie Dimon doesn't give a shit? Absolutely not. He doesn't give a shit about your agenda. If there's money to be made, absolutely. But he doesn't care about going woke, accepting your data, your climate change agenda. Remember, my mentor, my mentor Dan Pena said he went to both poles. One of the few people on this planet that has actually been to both poles. He traveled there talking to the scientists in uh, boxer briefs, laughing at the climate change agenda when he asked them if climate change was real. Yes, the climate changes. It goes through natural cycles. Are humans polluting the planet? Absolutely. Do we all want clean water and air? Absolutely. But you guys are trying to shut down this country. You're shutting down Europe. It's the same agenda across the board. Where we get to live like peasants. And you're supposed to be making some tough political stand? Oh, all the students with student loans should pull their money out. Do you think Jamie Dimon gives one shit about the kids pulling their money out of his bank? No, absolutely not. This is a disgrace to this country to have these fools representing us. How embarrassing. And these CEOs of these banks couldn't care less. They all play the game up front too. While we've already shown that they've been uh, investing BlackRock and others Huge amounts, the largest investments. They opened up investments in China and these other, in these other places. You know, so on one end, he was bashing crypto, right? Talking about all the illegal activity that can be ran through crypto. That's BS. So Jamie Dimon's full of shit there. 
But then we got this woke program going on in our Congress. Every time we have a, a, a hearing on financial services uh, or, or any of these other committees that are talking about banking, about crypto, about what's going on with the Fed, it's half, half the discussion is about ESG, woke, Green New Deal, Build Back Better. Have the people live like peasants. Ride your bike, own nothing, be happy, don't reproduce, don't believe in anything, have no passion for life. All right, that rants over. Let's continue on. Thank you so much, guys. It's absolutely ridiculous. Cheers to all of you guys who understand what I'm talking about. I mean, what are we doing here? What a waste of time and space. And like I always say with the crypto space, we're trying to get big deals done. And then we got these people that are acting like they're saving humanity. You're not doing anything for us. Besides killing this country. That's not political, by the way. It's not Rashid. It's not left-right. No, no, no. Like I said, J I'm going to call out Jamie Dimon on his BS. And I'm going to call out Rashid Tlaib on her BS. This is the adult discussion here in this conversation, in this channel, in this chat room. This is the adult conversation. Don't do woke. Go woke, stay broke. How's your program working out? That's what we say to them. They have no response. Now, just in, Federal Reserve hikes bench rate interest rates by 75 basis points for third straight time this year. Okay, yep, that was expected. 75 basis points on that. But then we have Fed Chair Jerome Powell saying, no one knows if we will get a recession, or if so, how deep it would be. It's completely hilarious. Um, this is how they talk to the peasants. Just like with the Build Back, Green New Deal, all that agenda. This is Jerome Powell coming before us and speaking down on us. I mean... They speak to us like we're so dumb, which most of the people are. Most people have no idea, excuse me, have no idea what's going on with the Federal Reserve, have no idea what the Federal Reserve actually is, who actually controls our monetary policy, why both sides of the aisle are completely sold out all the way to the very top. No one knows if we will get a recession or how deep it would be. No, we know. We know what's coming. Like Jamie Dimon says, it's going to be hell on earth if we get this agenda through. That's what they're bringing about. That's what they're bringing about. Jamie Dimon makes money either way it goes. It doesn't matter to him. But let's move on into our crypto news. And folks, the title of this episode, XRP pumps before systems go down, before shit hits the fan. It's a simultaneous event. It's happening at the same time. XRP is a beast of its own. And so I want to clarify the video that I made, or I shared a clip earlier today. I want to clarify where I'm coming from. I was talking about XRP pumping before an imminent crash. It was a live stream that I just did. You guys should definitely go check it out. Uh, SEC bluff exposed before imminent crash. Definitely should check those last couple of streams out. We laid it all down. But XRP is in its own narrative it's in its own story it's in its own staged events so although i think that the whole system's going to collapse yes xrp is in a whole different realm okay this asset has been suppressed this asset has been in a staged lawsuit this asset is hard to acquire this asset is no longer getting uh filled by uh, exchanges are not filling anymore they are not getting any more xrp and Ripple is only giving that XRP to their on-demand liquidity partners, institutions. They're using it for utility. 
This is a whole different situation with XRP. So I just wanted to clarify where I'm coming from. The whole system's ready to break. We lined it all up for you guys. This is the end of the Shemitah cycle, right? And then we're going into a series of other events that tell us that the market is about to crash. We're about to go through a, about a, it could be a, probably about a 35% market crash for the stocks. Worse for crypto. We could see precious metals hit as well. And real estate's just getting started. But the initial panic, the initial shock looks to be coming in this fall between now and the election sometime. This is going to be an incredible moment here. But I want to clarify where I'm coming from. XRP is in a situation of its own. I don't wait around to get it. I make sure my bags are packed because the exchanges are running out, in my opinion. Just my opinion. It's not financial advice. The exchanges are running out. Ripple doesn't care about giving them to exchanges anymore, giving XRP to the exchanges. The escrow is only going to be for uh, the chosen institutions, banks, and governments that need uh, XRP. Right? They don't care about funding it to the exchanges for retail traders and speculation. Nope. Nope. And so they're running out of XRP on the exchanges. Their supply is limited. All it would take is a few whales, just like last week when one whale on Friday bought $500 million worth of XRP and it pumped the price, uh, one of the catalysts to pump the price. So as you're seeing, this thing can move on its own and it will move on its own. And I don't know how this all lines up perfectly, but it looks like to me, my theory here tonight for you guys is that my speculation is XRP is going to be continue to pump while the system is breaking. And at one point here, we're gonna see just that moment where XRP goes crazy and the exchanges are shutting down, the systems are going down, stock market crash, complete panic. Who, who knows what they have in store, what card they're going to play next. But we've been talking about how it's all lining up. All, it's all coming together right now over the next couple months. I broke it down in, in the last couple of videos for you guys. Blockchain backer though, let's take a look at this. The moves in the stock market were quite concerning today. I believe many are cheering for another low below June for buying purposes. So many people want to see it go lower than June's lows. But I'm not sure these are aware of the potential, uh, but these people are aware of the potential catastrophe ahead should that dip come. Right now, the Dow Jones is holding on top of the February 2020 high and the 200 week moving average. Should those break, well, we've seen this movie before, a parabola, cascading liquidations, uh-oh, it's no longer a correction, it's a full-blown bubble pop. The wording out of the mouth of Jerome Powell today gave me little hope that we are taking action to improve the economy, but instead to slow it down. The Federal Reserve is vocal that it wants to destroy values after they ban themselves from owning stocks at the top. Interesting note, yeah, that, that we've been watching about that, right? How they just happen to be banning themselves from trading in the stock market right after we reach the peaks and roll over. He says, I do believe that if we take out the lows set in June for the Dow Jones, we will see cascading liquidations and insolvencies occur in our economy, bank institutions, and probably even governments, and that we will have begun a very long and difficult time ahead. The challenge for Bitcoin is that we have existed only in the ride up, starting in the depths of the great financial crisis. Every pause, correction, and crash that the DJI has done, which is your dollar index, or sorry, Dow Jones, has done, Bitcoin went into a bear market with it. No economic collapse precedent set yet. That's right. So this time is different. This time is absolutely different. Bitcoin going below the previous lows from the last, uh, the previous highs from the last bull run. Right now, Bitcoin looks nearly identical to past completed bear markets. I even finished making my final Bitcoin purchases today in the 18,300s, which I'll sell if we break the June lows for a loss of 5%. But it looks just like past completed bears, okay? 
Insanely similar, looking like it's past bear markets from the fractals and shapes from the capitulation, the extreme prolonged fear, the 50-week crossing, the 100-week. Okay, problem is, are we starting the Great Depression? Exactly. We are. <laughs> That's the thing. BC Backer, you know, he's pretty straight up on the technical analysis, the analytical perspective on this market. He sees what we see, and that's the writing on the wall. And what we've all tied together here on the back end with all the cycles converging, everything that we are seeing in the political and the economic debt uh, cycles, perfectly converging for this moment right now for a reset moment. It's in their own words, right? Um, and, and so, yeah, as he's talking about, I'm not even going to get into the charts to how much lower we go. Um Wow, he says, because even the 90 chart looks awfully familiar as well. He's talking about the 90-year chart on the Dow Jones. So he says, so watching Dow Jones at 29,500. Now, what did I say in, in the Shemitah cycle deep dive? That we have a 90-year cycle that takes us to the bottom of the last stock market crash. The 1929 market crash that took us into the Great Depression, exactly what we're going through right now, and then we bottomed out in 1932, which is the same thing happened 90 years before that in 1842, which is why this is so perfect. Everything that we covered in the last live streams, we got to put this all together for you guys. And then you got to invest and prepare accordingly. This is the moment right here. Even BC backer sees it. Let's, let's roll through this crypto news. Silvio Macaulay from Algorand. We love this, okay? Founder of Algorand here. State proofs are now live. This technology enables the construction of decentralized bridges, allows nodes to join our consensus process without having to trust any initializing information, and makes Algorand quantum safe, all while prioritizing decentralization. Go Algorand. I love that part there about quantum safe because we've been talking about how we know quantum computers are real. We've, we've seen them here. They're working on them behind the scenes, very secretive, right? But we know they're here and we know that ledgers need to be made quantum resistant to exist in the financial world going forward. Once the computers go quantum, once we go quantum, which we are, it's all happening behind the scenes on the military level, right? Uh, as the, the general population gets caught up to speed on that as we bring the whole system, quantum financial system and beyond. It's so key that these ledgers, that these blockchains are quantum safe. So we love to see that. And then decentralized bridges, which allows nodes to join our consensus. This is what we like to see here. Algorand ahead of the pack here when it comes to all these other cryptocurrencies that we're taking a serious look at. Sylvia McCauley, what he's built at Algorand, the way they did their ICO, I am a fan of it. And I don't own any algo at the time of this recording. Full transparency, you guys know me. I don't own any algo right now. I already sold my algo at a, a profit of a dollar, what was it at, a dollar 30, dollar 40. That's when I sold my Algorand, okay? But uh, we love to see it. And I will be looking to buy some more of that one uh, at, at when the, we get this market move. It's teetering on the edge, just like we said. So, you know, this is one of the assets that I'll be looking to move on during that time. Now, uh, Ripple it in, the fix to XLS20 has been released in Ripple version 1.9.4 with a default vote of yes for the fix amendment normal for a fix. All validators should update to this latest version within the next two weeks to ensure continuity, uh, continuing, continuation of service. I have updated my server today. Okay, so we love to see this, the validators updating now to fix 
that bug that they originally found in the XRP NFT update, okay? So it looks like they are getting caught up to speed on that. Now, transferring over Rahul Advani, who is uh, markets and public policy at Ripple, spoke to Outlook India about what a digital rupee could mean for India. CBDCs can play a key role in advancing financial inclusion with Ripple's partnerships with Bhutan and Palo highlighting how blockchain can help build an equitable financial system, right? So right here, we see them once again, sitting down with the people talking about CBDCs, doing the deals. And there's a lot of speculation uh, that Ripple is going to be working with the Central Bank of India. We already know that they're working with some of the top banks within that country. Okay. And in that country, the remittance market is massive as well. So we're all eyes are on India and we love to see Ripple's development in that region. Now, here we go, another one for you guys. This is from Bol Dia. It says, bang, bang. XRP may serve as a bridge currency in cross-border interbank payments, according to World Economic Forum document here. Okay. So, uh, yep, they're talking about this. World Economic Forum, we already know that they're a Ripple partner. And uh, this is important. Existing private sector blockchain-based digital assets could potentially assist in the facilitation of cross-border wholesale interbank CBDC payments and transactions. Examples include the utility settlement coin and XRP digital assets. Such assets may serve as a bridge currency in cross-border interbank payments. Now, remember what we covered yesterday, right? That the people behind USC, we, we shared, uh, what was it? It was from a forum back in the day where they were talking about how Jed McCaleb was tasked by the Federal Reserve to replace SWIFT. It was literally an employee, uh, what was a former uh, employee of Ripple who now worked for Utility Settlement Coin or whatever company that was behind. We covered it yesterday. But uh, basically, it, it was a piece of evidence here, once again, suggesting that Jed McCaleb has been handpicked and groomed by the Federal Reserve and other entities. And he was tasked with replacing SWIFT by the Federal Reserve and by the bankers, the entities behind the Fed. Once again, you got to go back to this history. It's unbelievable. You know, where you look at where Jed McKeelab comes from, he creates the ledger with David Schwartz and Arthur Brito, geniuses in the space. We don't even really know Arthur. Arthur's kind of the faceless creator of the XRP ledger. David Schwartz, very public, a genius from another planet. And then we have Jed McCaleb in the shadows. So this has been the interesting story here with XRP. But once again, World Economic Forum uh, acknowledging here that XRP is set up to be that bridge currency, which is, is the thing here when people get confused about this CBDC issues. It, from where I'm from, I know it's inevitable. I know they're going to push it. I don't really care because we're going to create generational wealth from this opportunity because we have the bridge currency that can tie all of the CBDCs together. It's very simple right? No one trusts each other. And it's going to be a competition of what can you back your CBDC by? Nobody trusts each other. Do you have gold? Do you have silver? Do you have resources, commodities, or actual utility value? Or do you have fake, uh, fake fiat paper dollars, just like the US dollar, and you force your will through the end of a gun? Now, talking about forcing your will, let's take a look here. Brad Garlinghouse, speaking at uh, Masari's mainnet conference with all the ethereum maxis and uh i'm gonna i'm gonna probably listen to the whole clip i i got to see just a few takes from brad's sit down session there with ryan selkis who's a big ethereum maxi but brad made a statement about watching the library cl case closely and he says 
the library people, they do some great tweets. I never like any of them because the SEC is watching. So I thought it was interesting because if you go look at what the SEC, uh, sorry, what the library folks have been tweeting out, what Jeremy Kaufman, the CEO of library has been tweeting out, they let it fly. They don't hold back and we are here for it. And Brad Gollinghouse acknowledging, you know, that, that he is watching, he is observing and that he does appreciate, you know, what, what the statements the library has been saying. And they have ripped the SEC, ripped Gary Gensler on all of it. No hold back. And even more so than crypto too. They have lit them up. Brad Garlinghouse is on, eyes on. He, he very well understands. He's so respectable and smooth with it when he stands up there on stage. And, and just looking, sitting back, looking so comfortable. Next to Ethereum, uh, Maxi, Ryan Selkis. And it's like now. Now that the SEC case is coming to a conclusion, everyone's now coming to the praise of Ripple because they see that Ripple has to win for the rest of the space to even have a chance. And I'm going to be getting in here at the end of this about why the rest of the space is not guaranteed. Let's continue on here. So to that point, David Goshen, if Ripple wins the case, the entire industry goes parabolic. Yes, but we also are going through a Great Depression, liquidity crisis, debt crisis, and everything else converging at this moment too. So yeah, the whole space could ride the wave with Ripple, with XRP, but how long will that last? And is, is everyone going to catch that wave? You know, maybe, maybe, but are the systems going to go down? What I'm seeing right now, systems are about to break down and XRP is moving up while every single other asset is going down. Literally, crypto, stocks, everything going down, XRP going up. It was up over, I think, 17% on the week. And it was up by even more, 20% at one point here. But, I mean, it is broken out. Its structure is incredibly bullish. But I don't think that this is guaranteed for everyone. And this is why, right here. Tether agrees to produce court-requested documents to establish the reservings backing USDT. So a New York judge has just ruled that Tether will have to produce information pertaining to the accounts uh, that they have with Bitfinex, Bitrix, and Poloniex. And th they say here, quote, the documents sought in the transactions RFPs appear to go to one of the plaintiff's core allegations that the defendants engaged in crypto commodities transactions using unbacked USDT and that those transactions were strategically timed to inflate the market. The whole space has been filled with fluff from Tether and other, just general hype and Tether acting as a main actor in this whole Ponzi that has been the crypto space. And I would, like I said earlier, I would agree with Jamie Dimon that 99% of this space is a decentralized Ponzi scheme. You guys saw it. You guys, if you understand where I come from, starting on TikTok, now migrated over to YouTube, TikTok was terrible. All of the influencers and shills last year was insane. From penguins to crap, you name it. It was all pushed to the kids. This is where it gets crazy. Yes, people are getting hurt. Has Jamie Dimon also facilitated crimes against humanity? Probably. Knowingly or unwillingly, whatever. Are we ever going to see Jamie Dimon go down? Probably not. Probably not. But we are going to see the systems go down. And that's what's important. We are going to see the reserves at Tether. That's what's important. We are going to see 99% of crypto go away. That's important. And without a doubt, Ripple is about to win this lawsuit and XRP will have clarity. And it will be in a position unlike any other cryptocurrency in this space.
Now, check this out. Cameron Faust, XRP has the most bullish setup in all of crypto as of today. Revival breakout and play with potential to break out the long-term downtrend in the face of the bear market. Retweet if you agree. Yeah, so Cameron Faust, we definitely agree with you there. The structure is incredibly bullish. Absolutely. The breakout hype FOMO pump that is set to occur with XRP is going to be insane. But will you be able to buy it? I don't know. Are the exchanges going to shut down completely when Tether gets, gets you know proven for their fraud and deceptive practices that they've already been proven in New York Attorney General in the previous settlement that they already had with Tether was proven to be a deceptive and fraudulent scheme. So we already know that. New York is hammering uh, Tether. Same place that the Ripple lawsuit's taking place as well. Ripple versus the SEC. Okay, But we're about to see that thing break through. I want you guys to understand that XRP is primed for a pump, but this isn't a guarantee that it is not going to crash with the rest of the space as well. So let me be clear. Is XRP in a bullish structure on the charts? Yes. Is XRP primed to take off after the uh, lawsuit victory? Yes. But are we about to go through some of the shakiest, most volatile times in the last 100 years? Yes. We have cycles converging. 90-year cycle marks the bottom of the markets. 80-year war cycle converging right now. 40-year cycle that marks the beginning of the next bull market. Major up cycle. Major beginning of a new demographic peak cycle comes in here shortly as well. So we go through a very, very rough ride. And out on the other side, it's going to be incredible. It's going to be the greatest transfer of wealth in world history. But in the meantime, they, they sacrifice us. They sacrifice the middle class. Like Jamie Dimon says, you guys implement your ESG standards. You try to do that. It's going to be hell in America. I'm not here to agree with, you know, you know I'm not here to be friends with Jamie Dimon. But the point being, guys, the system's about to break down. These guys know it. Jamie Dimon says we're in an economic hurricane. They've prepared accordingly. They are, okay, yeah, we're getting caught rigging the precious metals market. We pay the slap on the wrist fine and we continue business as usual. Part of the business strategy is paying off fines, paying off lawsuits. That's part of the business plan. That's just a line item. Takes a little bit of the profit out. That's fine. They're not struggling to eat over there at JP Morgan, right? XRP in a completely unique scenario, but as you guys are seeing from the news, as the current events, as the economic data confirms what we were speculating on, what the conspiracy theories were all telling us was about to unfold. Going back to 2012, when I started understanding the Federal Reserve, okay, thank you, Ron Paul, for waking me up. What the hell is going on with these private central bankers? Fast forward 10 years, middle of a Shemitah cycle, middle of so many cycles, debt cycle, liquidity crisis converging with an energy and a food crisis that leads to riots in the streets. As you're seeing, martial law declared in Germany from October 1st going forward. You're already seeing that in many other areas. Many other people already have that. And the surveillance state picking up to an unbelievable level. Well, I actually got insider information recently that, um, well, let me not say too much. They're preparing. Everything that we talk about, they are preparing. The groups are preparing. The Federal Reserve is preparing. They know what's coming to the streets. They know what's coming. In our country here in the United States, it's already hitting sooner in Europe. And as you're seeing in Lebanon, what's happening? Freaking bank heists. Guys, what have we been saying? Kind of as a joke, and we kind of pray that it didn't get this bad, but we said the purge is the situation in the inner cities of America right now. Real shit. Someone's got to say it. 
So someone's got to acknowledge how crazy the situation is, right? We put all this together, the current events, the economic data, and what assets matter. What are the tier one suppressed assets? What businesses are going to run right now? Should I start my side hustle? Yes, you probably should. If you need help, head to my website, join the Discord group. We got the program. Get you started, help you out. Hold your hand. Do you need to stack up cryptocurrency assets that are going to run the new financial system? I am. Do you need to stack precious metals that are also suppressed in the derivatives market? It's been suppressing them, holding them down for years as being exposed in federal court right now. Probably should have some of those. Do you need offline assets as well? Absolutely. Precious metals in physical form in hand in your safe. Yep, absolutely. Do you need prepping essentials so that you can ride out 10 days of darkness or whatever storm is coming our way? Absolutely. We just saw Puerto Rico without power right now after, uh, what was it? A, uh, a light hurricane, like a category one hurricane going through Puerto Rico and it basically the whole islands without power. That's how vulnerable some grids are. Puerto Rico worse than others. The point being, some of them haven't recovered from the last storms from last winter. So folks, whatever area you're from, we have viewers from across the world. And if you haven't already smashed that like button, please do so that we can spread this message even further. We got viewers from everywhere. You might have hurricanes, you might have typhoons, you might have freezing cold winters. Um, Depending on what country you're going to be in, there's going to be a different economic, political environment as well. If you're in Lebanon right now, the banks are shut down. Should you have some cash on hand, physical cash? We might consider that too. And this is not financial advice. I'm telling you what I'm doing. I'm telling you the story here that's unfolding. Uh, it's going to be historical. The staged events that are unfolding. I hate to say biblical, but golly, may God be with us. It's something in between. And like I said, on all the dates, all the events that I showed you guys are converging right now, you can put any significance you want on it. You can catch whatever vibe you want, but your portfolio is about to catch a vibe regardless. The assets that you now own are going to catch that vibe regardless. And I know a lot of people were talking about, is the bottom in? Are we about to roll over? We're getting excited, right? XRP community getting excited. XRP community setting themselves up for disappointment once again. I hate to be that guy. I thought I was just the hype XRP uh, influencer that only talked about the hype and only tried to push these things for views. No, I'm here telling you the real story. Don't, get, don't set yourself up for disappointment. And also, strap the hell in because what are you going to do emotionally? Think about how you're going to be behaving when your bag changes from $5 to $10 to $20 to $30. Back down to $2. Back down to $3.33. Whatever it does. They're going to shake this thing up, folks. And I want you guys to be prepared. We start at the top. Precious uh, essentials. Prepping. Get your cash flow up. Make sure that your business is recession proof. Make sure that you get more income right now to write out the inflation. Okay, then we look at crypto, crypto assets because we think that that's the largest opportunity. It's a new asset class. We believe that it's the biggest opportunity. The internet of value is what we've invested in. After that, you're going to be looking at your real estate and then you're going to be looking at your precious metals as well. There's a few other things in between, stock market, equity market. Okay, there's some plays to be made there as well. Our strategies are simple. It's what the elite have used to uh, absolutely take advantage of each transfer of wealth that has happened in the past 200 years, going back to World War II, going back to World War I, 
similar events have unfolded in history. What we've done is we've studied those strategies. We're implementing them in real time, taking massive action, but we've also done the prepping and essentials so that we can ride out the storm. We can take care of our family. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Greatest Transfer of Wealth with your host, Zach Rector. Please remember to follow us over on Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, and Rumble. To get in touch, please just head on over to ZachRector.com. You can check out all of our affiliate links and get access to our exclusive Discord community over at the website. We appreciate all of you for tuning in. And all that we ask is that you share this message with other like-minded individuals. If you appreciate the show, feel free to go ahead and leave us a five-star review. We will see you in the next one. Take care and God bless.